We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm sure Russell Wilson doing lunges or something somewhere. Uh, We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I know, it's unfair what we do to Russell. We find out that he's exercising for four straight hours on a flight over to London, and we all laugh at him. But meanwhile, if this was Kobe Bryant or someone else, we'd be like, what a warrior. What a mama mentality. This guy never sleeps. Dedicated. (laughs) I was terribly disappointed when he told us he had Wolverine blood then didn't play against the Jets. I'm like, (laughs) well, you don't go out in front of me and say you have Wolverine blood. Because I find find Broncos games very entertaining. Very interesting. I'm extremely excited. Like in a what could go wrong next type of way? Uh, And they're close games. They're incredibly close games. They go on forever. Broncos, Jags on Sunday morning at 930. Set your alarms. (laughs) I've never seen a game that was more guaranteed to be weird. It's definitely going to be weird. So that's why the report that came out from ESPN that if Nathaniel Hackett loses, uh, there's league circles believe that if he loses this game and the Broncos lose, that he might get fired. You can't fire a guy after the London game. Everyone knows that game is weird. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny that you know when reporting is starting to yep, build, roll up against a guy. I don't snowballing. Really, I don't really sense that about Hackett. I haven't seen you the Denver don't? guys. I haven't seen the no about specifically not coming home from this game. I haven't oh. seen the Denver reporters saying that. Uh, they're actually a little focused. It's a big question. Do you let Bradley Chubb, do you trade Bradley Chubb at the deadline? If you start trading your young players, then Russ has no chance of winning any more games. Then you've invested all these draft picks, all this money into a 4-13 and 13 team without a draft pick. So I don't, Yeah, the tanking I, doesn't make any sense. So you I just gave Russ all this money. So I don't think that they're going to trade Bradley Chubb because I think they're, they're going to be so desperate well, well, that logic, the then, they shouldn't, then they shouldn't trade Jerry Judy either. Even if he keeps getting hit in the back of the head with the ball, like he has no idea it's coming to him. Unless they want to try and get some of those draft picks back, like the Seahawks did. They they wasted picks on Jamal Adams, yep. got him back for Russ. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. I think you have to save face with Russell Wilson. You have to do anything you can to maybe make him be look better. I mean, they maybe, don't have a lot yeah. of draft picks, but maybe they'll be buyers. Uh, yeah, but the, the positions they need to buy at are hard to get. That's pa- true. Pass rusher and offensive line. I mean, but their there's defense receivers is out there. I, he has receivers. I mean, he has Judy. They were trying to trade the two receivers they have, Jerry Judy and KJ Amler. They want out the door. I know, but that you got to replace that production yeah. somehow, unless there's some magic, you know, secret weapon sitting on the bench somewhere oh, they haven't deployed. Did you see the Broncos <laughs> were in on Christian McCaffrey? Which is interesting. Well, they lost Javante Williams. I would imagine yeah. they should be. Listen, the Jets lost Brees Hall and, and traded for Robinson the next day. There was a trade that just went down a few seconds ago. Ooh. Are you sure you're not being bamboozled by a fake account? I mean, if it's a fake Jonathan Jones, fake Schefter, fake Dove Kleiman, fake Rappaport, fake Judy Batista, fake Bleacher Report, then maybe. Wait, wait. Give us a, can, <laughs> okay, give us well, a hint. Let me see mm. if you can guess it. Give us something. Give us something <laughs> We're going to guess the is trade. Is it the Broncos? 
Perloff, no. it, it involves you. Involves me. Oh, the, yes. the Eagles traded for someone? Ooh. Eagles. Oh, Kareem Hunt? Nope. Think the other side of the ball. Oh, they didn't They didn't get Burns. Did no, they? they got Mr. Robert Quinn oh. from oh, the Bears. Nice. Okay. Sorry. That, that was a little loud. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, blockbuster um, trade according to Mike Garofolo. Isn't it weird how the whole world is coming up Philadelphia sports these days? I yeah, mean, I would have liked Will Pond Smith <laughs> even more, but to be it's honest. It's so cool how everything's coming up What they have right to give now. up, like a fifth, sixth round or something, or no terms yet? No terms being reported yet, but that will come shortly, I'm sure. Man, so, well, we know you're happy about this. The I defense like it. was already playing well. Now you had Robert Quinn. Damn. I like it. I mean, you could throw in Roquan Smith. Is that not possible well, here? Was anyone auditioning more for another team than yeah. Roquan Smith on Monday night? Wow. And he, and he did great. Well, that's good. You know, the other rumor, I find this interesting, and it's relevant to the Broncos, too. Kareem Hunt is un- he's superfluous yep. in Cleveland. Do you trade for a running back? Uh, you know, I saw the Eagles were in on McCaffrey. The Broncos were in on McCaffrey, the Rams, and the Niners. I don't know. Like, I feel like, yeah, I'm much happier getting a pass rusher than I would be a running back. I, I don't think a running back changes the odds of anything. Well, and also you have a running quarterback, too. I mean, Hurts yeah, is able point. to run, so why would you maybe do that? I mean, I know how much, like, running backs help Lamar Jackson's game, even though he's a running quarterback. I get it, but that would be less of a need for me if I were the Eagles. But that's really nice. Robert well, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Kareem Hunt's a screen pass guy, though. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, I, back to the Broncos, they need somebody to help Russ get some easy plays. I think that's why they want McCaffrey. Like, something's got to be easier for Russell Wilson. Every play looks like a battle. Like, I he know. does not know where to go. I mean, but San Francisco gave up a lot for McCaffrey. And listen, if it helps mm. them this year and next year, then fantastic. No one's ever going to say a peep about it. It's going to be bleep those picks, and it's going to all work out. But it wasn't nothing. A second round, a third round, or two more picks. I mean, that's... And he's taking on the salary. It's not nothing. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. You know, now that I'm the thinking Eagles, I also would have liked Bradley Chubb. That would have been nice. Quinn is, if you look at Quinn's stats, he's got more sacks over the last three seasons. Like, look at his, pull up his numbers, Samter. They're crazy. He's, like, crazy good and gets no attention whatsoever. I know. Well, Khalil Mack was taking a lot of attention when they were playing next to each other, Yeah, right? but he's still always got numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm Well, that's also excited. what happens when you're on a team that doesn't win. Yeah. You're, you get overlooked. But you think about the formula to win a Super Bowl, rotating in fresh pass rushers. That's what you guys did to beat yeah. New England. And famously, the That's Giants, what the Giants did. Yeah. Well, actually, Tom Brady did throw for 520 yards. <laughs> he <did. laughs> yeah. yeah, he did kind of slice and dice, but uh, but yeah. you won the game. Yeah. Um, by the way, as long as we're getting into it, what yeah. is, uh, what's that team up uh, Western New York doing to help themselves to the trade deadline? I'm not hearing peeps out of Buffalo. You know, I think they did all their, obviously they did all their damage in the offseason. They gave Von Miller a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, and by <laughs> the way, like a so bargain. Much money. A bargain so far. So far. Um, yeah. All right, well, that's exciting. So trades going down in the NFL. Just had that one come up literally right now. Uh, another team, not sure if they're going to be trying to make any moves. Do you have something else? or There is something else. Are you serious? I think something that we're, not a trade, but something that we are about to talk about, I believe. Oh, yeah. If it has to do with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Yes. But according to Field Yates, the Patriots, one of the two quarterbacks, received 90% of the snaps in practice today and is expected to start on Sunday. Oh. And we have to guess which one? I mean, you have a 50-50 shot. Oh, wait, I, Field I, didn't say which one it was? Oh, he did. Oh. I'm, I'm letting you guys know that you have like, a 50-50 chance. What kind of report chance. is that? <laughs> yeah. um, this is really, I think this is a hard choice okay, to make. I think, I think it's, it's really I think it's zappy. Well, should we ask Bill Belichick before practice oh, what he yeah. thinks? <laughs> yeah, do you want to hear Bill Belichick going back and forth with the uh, New England media? That's always a treat. Bill, have you named a starting quarterback for this Sunday yet? Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes here today. 
Do you plan on having a quarterback rotation again? We'll see how it goes today. Is that something that would be Look, we're not, look, we're not doing anything here. We haven't practiced. We're going to go out and we're going to see how it goes today. All right? What would you decide? It will see how it goes today. But what do you have to see today? We'll see how it goes today. <laughs> it's so tedious. <laughs> um, well, it sounds, sounds like they saw how it went today yeah. because one guy got 90%. And according to Field Yates, Mac Jones is expected ah, to start. Okay. I thought maybe it was Zappy. The only reason why I thought it could have been Zappy is because he was doing an interview with WEEI in Boston. And can I tell you, just even if you know absolutely zero about the radio business, backup quarterbacks, especially ones that are in quarterback competitions with the starter that was a first-round pick, usually do not do interviews on the local station. <laughs> That's, like, not how it generally works. But, uh, okay, so Mac Jones is going to be the starter against the Jets. Hmm. Man, how— I'm disappointed. I would have gone zappy. It's more fun. I think I would have too. I mean, the Jets' defense is a real deal here. I, know. I hope Mac Jones has this figured out because that'll make Belichick look bad if he chooses wrong here. Well, but this is the one thing I don't want to see. If somehow Sauce Gardner picks off Mac Jones in the first quarter, don't put Zappy in, right? Don't you have to? At one point, don't you have to stick with somebody? Stick with the starter at least through. I mean, at least through a half. Let him, how about the whole game? Not unless he's lost in the sauce. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you've been waiting to say this. Been waiting. Been waiting since what Monday? Oh, I've been waiting every second of every minute. Just today. waiting for one of us to say sauce. Yeah, we've seen teams platoon quarterbacks and make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler platoon for Denver. That was one of the most like unusual. Yeah, circumstances. And they won in spite of those guys rather than because of either. Also, if one of the guys was yeah, well, a five-time MVP like on his last legs. I maybe. gotta tell you, the Patriots are not gonna win because of Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. They're gonna win because of run game and defense. Yeah. So maybe, I don't think this is and a picking death off now. of Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I don't think this is a death now <laughs> for the Patriots. I think you don't, they're a weird team. Like, you really don't know what you're gonna get week to week. I mean, nobody, nobody saw them getting bl- kind of blown out by the Bears. No, that, absolutely not. Uh, and, in Foxborough, and it just created it, it created a story. Now Belichick can try to you know try to like fight off the media or whatever he's we'll doing see there. How it goes today? Yeah. How it goes today? Well, it went Mac Jones's way. Um, he can try to do that all he wants, but it's become like a national storyline. It's a talking point, and he had to know that the guy spent his life in football. He doesn't think a quarterback controversy of pulling a guy after one quarter is going to create a distraction. Of course, it is. Well, yeah, but I don't think I don't think he cares that much in this situation. Do you think he's really bothered because talking heads like us say, "Get your act together, Bill." Who's a, who's the quarterback? You know, no, I don't think Belichick cares obviously about that. But he's Mister Don't Have a Distraction, and also you had the fan base in your home stadium chanting for Zappy. Yeah, Maybe he doesn't I, care about all of that. But if I'm Mac Jones, I mean, I don't feel awesome. And then meanwhile, you got Zappy, who I mentioned was on Boston radio this morning. Talking about uh, singing on the sidelines. To be honest with you, I don't know how I even know the song. I don't remember <laughs> where I heard it from, but when it came on, the only bit I know is Stacy's mom's got it going on. That's really about it. So wait, Second. Bailey, was yeah. there Stacy's mom in your neighborhood at your high school? Um, actually, it's one of my mom's best friends is Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach Wilson immediately asked for her number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, is that his mom's best friend's name, or is he implying that his mom's best friend is a Stacy's mom? I think he said, like, literally, it's her name. Boo. I know. <laughs> he didn't get it. That uh, doesn't work for me. 
Um, see, this guy's super likable now. He's going on radio. He's talking about Stacy's mom's got yeah. it going on. No, Bailey Zappi. Belichick did all this. He's a folk hero, Bailey Zappi. No, I mean, I think he gets back in at some point. I just have a feeling guys like this cannot be kept down. And Mac Jones didn't play. He wasn't really playing that well. He had moments early in the season. I don't, I don't know that Mac Jones is that good. I'm sorry. Last year, I was not on the Mac Jones train like mm-hmm. everybody else was. He seems like a likable dude, but... I don't know. But I do know this. There are very few players who've had over 18 sacks in their 30s. And Robert Quinn is one of those. Oh, wow. This is what you've been doing the yeah. whole time we've been talking about the Patriots. You've been, yeah. So you've been really quiet been looking to... up Robert Quinn stat, yeah. stats because so had, the Eagles just traded for In 2021, him. he had 18 and a half sacks for the Bears. I mean, that's crazy. It's amazing how you're juggling a radio show and an Eagles text thread all at the same time. Yeah. It's kudos to you for doing that. I mean, how many times have the Phillies been in the World Series? The Eagles have been 6-0. and I mean, this has never happened. I know. Well, Joel Embiid's still fat. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's not. I like Embiid. I just had to little a, s- sprinkle some rain on There's a lot of Joel Embiid to love. I will give you that. No, I like Embiid, actually. I think I like Embiid more than you do. Embiid needs to tighten it up. He needs to get serious. <laughs> I know. This is Pearl off the same guy who saw LeBron James in a commercial and was like, eh, looking kind of flabby. No, no, like, no. But I no, like... he wasn't. Uh, Embiid, though, Embiid's got to stop with the lazy turnovers. Anyway, now you're getting me. See, you know how to push these buttons, Maggie. I I just, I can't let you sit there and just do this Phillies, Eagles, you know, all you can eat buffet. We we could do the Mets, but they stopped playing three weeks ago. Oh, Oh, drop the mic. I know. Unfortunately, these mics don't drop, but. Proud of yourself? Good. Are the San Francisco Giants the front runners to land Aaron Judge this offseason? Jessica Mendoza will be calling the World Series for ESPN Radio. She will talk about Perloff's Phillies as well. We'll do that next. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. The World Series gets going on Friday, and it is our pleasure to welcome in a gold medalist. She won a silver medal as well. She's one of the voices of Major League Baseball on ESPN. She's going to be calling the World Series on ESPN Radio. She's also doing some fun stuff with Invesco QQQ. Jessica Mendoza, good enough to join us. Jessica, I mean, give us the thing you are most excited about between the Phillies and the Astros. 
the first two games. I mean, I look at as much as the hype of Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez. I mean, Justin Verlander is going to win the Cy Young. But to me, the best pitchers in October are Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And so as much as everyone's like, ah, the Astros are going to roll over the Phillies. It's going to be an easy series. Like, I get excited about those first two games because it's going to be dramatic. Like, I really believe, I think people forget as great as Verlander has been, he's a Hall of Famer, all the things, right? He's going to win the Cy Young. He's 0-6 in his seven post-game starts mm. career. He's given up runs against the Mariners. He's given it, He's had struggles, but then the bullpen picks them up. So the Phillies can score early in those first two games and they could come out with two wins going back to Philly. Okay. Now, like now we're talking about a serious series when everyone has the Astros just rolling over the Phillies. Yeah. Jessica, I, as you see, I just put on a Phillies hat. I'm from Philadelphia. So I was going to edit out anything negative you said about the Phillies, but we're already <laughs> starting on a positive note. Uh, you know, it's so hard to predict postseason baseball, but from what you're saying the other analysts, Forget 87 wins. It feels like the Phillies have a legitimate shot here. Tell me, I, I think you just described it with starting pitching, but tell me the path. What do the Phillies have to do to upset the Astros? Well, besides obviously the pitching that I just mentioned, you know, I really believe with this lineup and and finally, and I, I can imagine what it's been like for you this season to understand the talent, understand the potential that never hit. And now all of a sudden it's all hitting at once when you look at this lineup, but they do have to get to the Astros early. And so whether it's Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Lance McCullers Jr., as you go throughout the starting rotation, those are the guys that you're going to hit against. You get to that Astros bullpen, I just don't see them having a lot of success. So the Phillies, and I mean, they do it when, you know, starting with Kyle Schwarber right at the top, like these guys are going to rake, but you got to do it early. I would say in the first four to five innings, otherwise they're not going to win. Jessica Mendoza is our guest. Of course, she's calling the World Series on ESPN Radio. She's also joining us on behalf of Invesco QQQ, which we'll get to in a moment. And listen, Perloff is a Phillies fan. I don't have a dog in this race because, in this fight rather, because I'm a Mets fan. But the Astros present, I know, thank you, Jessica. Uh, It's not bad enough. I got to sit next to Perloff. Hey, hey, Dodgers were my team. So, I mean, we're we're feeling the same pain. (laughs) A little bit different pain, but sure. Um, So I don't mean to like really pile on the Astros here, but I'm not sure how to feel about them because they're definitely one of the villains of the sport, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's very different because of the cheating scandal. Even though they've been back to the World Series since that, it seems like they've atoned for the sins that they committed in you know 2017. For a lot of fans, I think it's hard for us to get past it. How should I feel about the Astros? That they're a great team regardless of cheating. And that, I mean, we can get into the entire, like, intricacies of 2017 and everything that happened and what other teams were doing. They just weren't as arrogant as the Astros banging trash cans. Um, And regardless of, yes, I understand that 2017 will always be tainted, but let's be real, the last eight years, the Astros have been one of the best teams you will see in baseball. And what they've been able to do to continue to get back, and really they've got, what, four or five guys from that team that are still even on this team everyone that they've lost I mean Garrett Cole George Springer Carlos Correa like they aren't on this team anymore and they keep on winning you look at their farm system Jeremy Pena hello like Mm -hmm. the guys that they've been able to come up that were nothing to do with that team have been great Jordan Alvarez I mean so I just I think to me like it's something that I've moved on past a long time ago I want to recognize this team for what they are and be able to really talk about them without having this, you know, muddled, but remember mm-hmm. six years ago, five years ago, what happened? I mean, there's consistent excellency there, but that 
that's not always what's most interesting. I think there's something about the Astros, too. I hear a lot of people rooting for the Phillies because it's a new story. They're sort of a lovable bunch. Do you, I, I, you know, I'm kind of hearing from you. Do you think nationally the Astros should get more respect? Forget the cheating, just as a great baseball team. Yeah, and, like, who's their manager? I mean, Dusty Baker is loved by all. And I think the only people that aren't loving him are maybe people in Philly right now. But even <laughs> if you were to ask someone about Dusty Baker two months ago in Philadelphia, they'd be like, oh, man, isn't he great? Like, just one of the best managers in the game. He's never won a World Series. He's done everything else. I mean, just uh, you think about his career and, you know, he's won a World Series as a player but never as a manager and he's one of the all-time greats. Just one of the, just sitting with him for a minute, even watching him on television, however your interactions have been, this is someone that you can get behind. And so I, I do think as much as, yeah, the Phillies are definitely that team. I think um, Chelsea Jane, who's by the way, just such a great follow on Twitter. She writes for the Washington Post baseball writer. She posted something um, during a, the last Phillies game about like uh, Kyle Schwarber leading all of baseball in fan war. <laughs> just like <laughs> literally if like we could add another stat, right? Like F like fan like you know it would definitely be Kyle Schwarber off the charts because how do you not love this guy and how he just rises to these occasions over the course of his career obviously Harper I mean Reese Hoskins getting hot next Castellanos what he's been able to do JT Real Mojo I mean there's so many stories and guys I agree with you but this Houston Astros team is led by someone that is so legendary mm. and then you have players within that team that you can tell this that clubhouse loves each other and you've got a lot of different backgrounds on that Astros team. And so I, I agree with you. I think it's a win-win. I love both of these teams, honestly. I usually don't. There's always a villain for me. I don't know if it's just because I'm calling the games and I like the drama of it. I really enjoy both these teams. Jessica Mendoza is our guest. couple more for you, Jessica, and we appreciate you making time for us. Um, away from the World Series, but this is going to be the biggest story of the offseason. It's Aaron Judge's free agency. Do you think it's going to be as simple as the highest bidder, the person who offers him the most money is where he's going to play? No, I think Aaron Judge, from what we've seen even over the course of his career so far is is just that he's different. You know, he's he's very private, but he's also not the guy that needs the attention. He doesn't want the attention. Clearly, he, he's made that very clear. Um, he he doesn't want to win, though. So I, I do think usually when you're going for the biggest contract, it usually is the team that isn't going to win. That's kind of how it's played out in the past. Maybe they're planning to win in the future. I would hope if you're going to pay someone maybe $50 million a year, that that's not just to have him, but there's some sort of winning that's like in, in your future. So I see Aaron judge choosing the team. That's the right fit somewhere that he feels like maybe it's more home for him. Um, but definitely not because it's the biggest payday. And we all know, like he's getting dudes getting paid. <laughs> well, do you think he's attached to the West coast? If, if he had a preference there, because he's from there. I don't think he's attached to the West Coast. I mean, I do think San Francisco is real. I do think that that's like an enticing, and only because he's so close with his parents. Um, we saw it with Freddie Freeman coming home to Los Angeles, um, his family being from Orange County. He talked about his dad traveling to Atlanta to see as many games as possible, but his dad wanted to be at every game. He can be at every single home game now in LA and he has his spot right next to the dugout. It's super cute. High-fiving his son, you know, after a home run, I see something very similar with Aaron judge where his parents, you know, you're looking at it, the rest of his career type contract, right? This is how he'll end his career is with this next team. His parents are older. Like I would think that, yes, being able to drive up, you know, a couple hours to San Francisco, even drive down. That's where I think the West coast comes into play. But I also know 
from what I do know of Aaron Judge is that he he wants to find the team that, that's the right fit. I mean, team is like family for him. He is that kind of teammate and that kind of player. If you had to call it now, do you think that the Giants are the front runners for all the reasons you just said? Oh, 100%. I mean, that would be the team if you asked me, and this is just my own like hypothetical, nothing to do with what Aaron is saying because he's not saying anything, obviously. Um, yes. And and I, I mean, I've known his family. I've been around them. They are such a tight-knit group. And I definitely could see him, you know, especially because now he's entering the phase, just got married, raising a family, you know, we all know anyone who has kids, like it's all about the grandparents. Like, so you think from his wife's standpoint, you're looking at future, like you want family close by San Francisco to me would be number one. We were uh, just discussing a story came out today that there was some, some uh, dislike of the booing in New York in the Yankees locker room. And people might have assumed that Aaron judge was turned off by that. Uh, what do you think of Judge's sort of reaction to how the season ended in New York? And do you think there's some love loss there? You know, I, I don't think he's the type of player. I think it definitely bothers him more in the moment because he's frustrated with himself. So the booze echo maybe what he's his own self-talk of. You could tell he felt more pressure than I've ever seen him feel in his career. Just the way he was chasing, you could see the reactions, the frustration, looks on his face. Um, you know, he's carried this team the whole second half, and he wanted to be able to carry them all the way to the World Series, and he couldn't. Um, so I don't think he'll hold it as a grudge to them because the guys that usually do are the ones that are more insecure, the ones that were when fans are booing, it's hitting, striking a chord that they're already insecure with. I think Aaron Judge has a ton of confidence and feels the same way that probably those fans were feeling in those moments. And that's probably why he was frustrated. It's like they're echoing what he's feeling inside his own head. Um, but I think he's confident enough to where he can put it behind him and not hold on to that as a reason he wouldn't return to New York. Jessica, you're working on behalf of Invesco QQQ. Now, you just mentioned anyone who has kids. You have kids. I have kids. Perloff has kids. We all have kids. We don't want them to be bad with money. Either make the mistakes we made or follow in our footsteps if we're actually good at money. Why did this campaign speak to you? It spoke to me for all of those reasons, but also going back to like my 20 year old self. Um, and let's be real, like my 40 year old self now, <laughs> but at least I have a lot more knowledge than I did at 20. Um, and that's where I really love the how not to suck at money online gaming game is that it literally is so entertaining and it makes it, you know, my 13 year old has been on and loves it because, and we're having conversations that my parents never had with me. But the most important thing I think about right now is the college athlete. Like if you're really to hone in because it works for everybody, but the college athlete with NIL, I mean, you're now asking anywhere from, think about it. Like if I got 200 bucks when I was 20 years old, like, oh my gosh, like let's go spend this. Like, how do I understand? And you know, there are five money secrets, you know, borrow smart, spend with attention, pay yourself first, let your money work while you sleep, save while, when things go sideways. I mean, th there's all of these tips that you just don't think about when you're that age. Um, so to me, it really reaches out to that specific audience, even though, like I said, I use it, my kid who's 13, so now you have that range, but really trying now more than ever where college athletes are actually making money 
um, on the table, not under the table. <laughs> <laughs> so they can figure out what to do with it. So I'm grateful for Invest No QQQ because they're thinking and helping and educating, but doing it finally in an entertaining way to where we can all understand and have those conversations. Yeah, I have an 11 year old and a 12 year old. The 12 year old wants to be a lawyer. The 11 year old wants to be an actress and spends like it's going out of style. <laughs> I'm gonna get her immediately on how to not suck at money. Well, I the see... name itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what my son was like, what is this? And literally the characters are video game characters. Like it speaks the language that really like that generation and the one behind me only understands. Um, and then you just click on each one and it, it it brings up these entire conversations that make it so comfortable to talk about money. That's great. Jessica, if NIL had existed when you were playing at Stanford, what would have been your ideal like branding opportunity back to college Jessica Mendoza? I mean, it would have been what I already did, but it would have been really cool to get paid for it. Um, I went around the country. I would speak to schools and mostly specifically young Hispanic girls. Um, I did a ton of it. Um, and so being able to reach, pay for it, get the understanding, you know, things like body image right now, mental health, um, the conversations that we were having. And, you know, I would just go around to all these schools and I would do it again. But now to be able to get paid to speak, I get it's cool to sign with Gatorade and Nike, like. Trust me, that would have been awesome too. But really to get like an understanding of how can I join with a, a partnership or a company where I can be, reach more young girls and get this messaging out there that we see now I mean, with suicides. I mean, there's so much happening with young female athletes that breaks my heart. And I really want there to be more conversations. We just talked about it with money, but also about hard things, talking about the things that we struggle with as young women um, and having those conversations with high school. Shoot, go to elementary schools. It starts there. Even they have phones and social media now, the things that they're exposed to. So that when I think about NIL, to be able to create some sort of business around that as a college athlete would have been amazing. You can go to HNTASM.com. That stands for How Not to Suck at Money. Jessica, enjoy the World Series. Um, you know, be careful of the Phillies fans like Perloff and his crew. You know, they're always a little bit dicey. Have fun, and <laughs> hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Andrew, are you going to be at what game? Come on, what number? Well, what it's sport? all Maggie and I. I'm telling Maggie we have to do the show down there, but her Mets fandom is hard to get off with. Uh <laughs> I, I'm, like a, we, I'm like a dog with an electric collar. Once I yeah. leave the city limits, it shocks me when I get to Philly. Are we going to, what game are we going to clinch? That's my question for you, Jessica. <laughs> okay. That okay. Game. Well, you could clinch on game four and you're at home. So, I mean, four or five <laughs> would be the one. That's a little ambitious. Yeah. Let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. When you hear somebody knocking on the door of the of the radio booth, you're already going to know no, who Seriously. It is. Well, if you guys are there, please come find me and let's do one of these on site for sure. Would love to. Fun. Jessica, thank you, thanks Jessica. so much. Enjoy the World Series. Thank you, guys. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. Maggie and Perloff. Really appreciate Jessica Mendoza, who joined us earlier, had some nice words to say about Perloff's Philadelphia Phillies and believes that the San Francisco Giants are certainly the front runners to land Aaron Judge. She said family reasons. His family's there. His parents can watch every game. He just got married, want to start a family. The grandparents are always important. She thinks that all adds up to the San Francisco Giants. Oh, by the way, the money as well. Um, okay, got to turn our attention to college football, Perloff. And just really quickly before we get to Maggie's top five quarterbacks of the moment, which has a bit of a twist this week, uh, the Big Ten put out their schedules for 2023. And this just happened a little while ago. And what is standing out to most people 
is that the non-conference schedule for the University of Michigan is like comically easy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Who do they got? East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green. Wow. Uh, I I don't see an L in there. (laughs) And I think that Michigan's kind of figured something out. I know these things happen way in advance. This is not new. These things get scheduled, uh, you know, years in advance. But they figured out something, which is have the easy non-conference schedule. You're Michigan, so you're going to get ranked. You'll be undefeated. And basically, your only really hard game is most likely going to be Ohio State at the end of the year. What about the rest of the Big Ten? Well, I mean, you tell me about the rest of the Big Ten. Well, eventually USC and UCLA are going to be there. I, I read the read the Big Ten schedule. Do you have it? There's uh, got to be a, a possible L in there somewhere. Okay, so I have a Michigan vamp for me for one second. I just yeah, the I mean, the Big Ten is probably the second best conference in the entire country. You got to figure that the Big Ten schedule will be tough. Uh, okay. So here we go for the Big Ten schedule. Oh my gosh, basketball just came up. Keep oh. vamping. Hold <laughs> okay. on. I'm sorry. The only reason I said it during the break, you spit it out a bunch of Maryland. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. So do I have it? I might have it. Do I have it? I don't know. I have it. Compelling radio. Keep vamping for me for just one second. Can someone just Google this? Here we go. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. So I mentioned East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. Okay. How are they going to follow that up? Okay. Follow that up. And you tell me how this is stacking up. Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, Penn State, Maryland, and then you get to Ohio State. Okay, well, you got you assume Michigan State's not going to stay down, and you got Penn State. Okay, I mean... <sighs> Penn State's got the big quarterback. That'll be hard. That'll be a game. It I'm wasn't like, this past year. I mean, yeah, 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 everything the, changes, I know. They have the young quarterback, year. and that game actually had a weirdly close spread. Everyone thought it was going to be close. Yeah, I mean, it's a long way away. Yes, Nebraska seems down. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, unless somehow, like, Vince Lombardi comes back from the dead to coach their team. I don't know what's going to happen. The only thing that I worry about is Michigan, Michigan's going to get a reputation where they're going to sneak through, get in the Final Four, and get trounced by the SEC. Well, I'm just saying, like, this yeah. is a nice little formula you got going. Is that good, though? That's sort of... Uh, if you can beat Ohio can, State, it's good. It turns into a negative, though, if you get to the Final Four and you're not ready to go. But you know about college football, and if you have that zero, in the loss column, it means a lot. It, no, it does. But I, I think that everyone, they could become like, oh, okay. We see that a lot. We talk about Michigan. Everyone's like, oh, are they going to go and get thumped by Georgia well, or thumped by Alabama? No, I understand it. But I guess, is it better to be a school like Michigan where you're, you know, basically have a very easy non-conference schedule or would you rather yeah. take on the challenge of having a really difficult opening round match, okay. you know, opening week, like what happened to Oregon this year with Georgia. Yeah. That, I don't think it's going to end up like being held against them if they keep winning Oregon, but that was embarrassing. Yeah. All this probably will change once yeah. they go to 12 teams. Then I think you can afford to have a better schedule. I think it's kind of bad for the sport in general, but you get so many duds early in the season. I think you start paying attention. Really? The great matchups come six weeks into the year. You'll get a, you'll get a few week one, but, uh, yeah, I don't. But I this. appreciate that. I appreciate when Ohio State and Notre Dame play. I appreciate I, no, I when it's LSU, I, FSU, you know, stuff like that. I wish, yeah, I wish it was all like that. Yeah. I don't need to see Michigan, East Carolina. That when they go to twelve teams, I would hope that they twelve re- teams in the college football. Twelve playoff. teams in the college football. I would hope they re- rethink these early season schedules. That doesn't do anything for anybody. I'm sorry, UNLV. I, I love the running rebels. <laughs> I but, know you do. You say it all the time. Yeah, I mean that's my that's my squad. Kenny Maine went there. Was a backup quarterback. Randall Cunningham. But anyway, they're not beating Michigan. (laughs) All right, let's get to Maggie's top five college football quarterbacks of the moment. But 
you know, Perloff, I kind of felt like it was getting a little stale. You well, know? right, but you have, you, you're going to run into the same guys. I'm going to eventually end up running into the same guys, and for all the Max Duggins and all those guys, it was it was fun. But decided to do a little bit of a twist today. It's a little early for this kind of thing, but I want to be on record. So today and this week, I'm doing Maggie's top five college football quarterbacks who will make good pros. How's on it? it now? Early. It's early. Oh my God! Am you're I about, late? You're nine months late <laughs> oh, for I most am? mock drafts. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even November yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been the draft following? is until March, April. Oh my God! You're not. Yeah, everybody has been. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm 400 mock drafts oh, in God. reading them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, mock draft 57.0. <laughs> yeah, McShay's already at 4.0 on the season. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, pardon me, but this is my Let's first. Say, what do you got? This is my first foray. So, top five college football quarterbacks who will make good pros. Number five on the list. Will Levis, Kentucky. Now, what I like about Levis, he's got the combination of the arm, the athleticism, and the experience that I think NFL teams will like. And he's been playing with NFL offensive coordinators. And I think when those guys vouch for you, Mm. that it means a lot. So give me number five, Will Levis of Kentucky. Yeah. Big game this weekend, by the way, against Tennessee. Puts mayonnaise in his coffee, though. Yeah, I know. What a weirdo. Uh, Number four on the list, C.J. Stroud. Mm. Ohio State, already a more polished passer than Justin Fields. Got that sort of traditional kind of pocket passer, which some NFL teams still really covet. That's not just like an old school thing. You don't have to be a dual threat guy to get drafted these days. C.J. Stroud throws a really pretty ball. Maybe doesn't have like the strongest arm, but I don't think that necessarily is going to count against him. You know, I heard Troy Aikman talking about this the other day. You don't need the strongest arm, you know? As long as you're accurate and you can anticipate. Yeah, I, I think he's got a pretty, pretty strong bad. arm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's his number one thing. but. Okay. All right. That's four. Okay. Those are two pretty good ones. Okay. Thank you. You're going to do, uh, yeah, are there three guys? Are these ranked? Because are, yeah. I can't think of three guys ahead of them. Let's Third hear it. Third on the list. Now, this is tough because you're going to have size and potential durability concerns. But I do think that Bryce Young, number three on my list from Alabama, is going to be very enticing. Now, again, We're watching smaller quarterbacks now are having some trouble in the NFL. It's not really the moment for smaller guys, slighter guys, because Bryce Young is like barely like 200 pounds. He's not like that big. But I think the what do NFL teams also love? Things like the poise, things like playing, you know, poise in the big moments. Obviously, he has a good arm. He's got the anticipation. He has the experience. He's got the pedigree. So even if his size is not there, I think those other things help push him towards a successful pro career. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's funny you said it's not a great time for small quarterbacks. You kind of go in Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, some of the short picks that haven't worked out. Is that who you had in your mind when you were Tua. thinking? Tua. Thinking well, yeah, a little Tua. different, but he's taking a lot of hits, you know? Yeah, Tua getting hurt. That's yeah. a good point. All right. Yeah, that's a really good comp because those are two of the smaller guys. Okay. Yeah, that's I what like I was it. thinking yep. about. All right. All right. So now we're getting to Maggie's top two. We're down to the final two college football quarterbacks that I think are going to make good pros. Number two on the list, Anthony Richardson from Florida. This is the kind of guy who the Josh Allen, Mm. Cam Newton type of thing, this is where those kind of comps are going to be mouthwatering for these NFL scouts. The dual threat guy who's also big, 6'4", 230. He's got the great arm, you know. He's got the good instincts. Does he, is he accurate as maybe he could be? But you know what? Josh Allen wasn't that accurate. I think, Maybe guys on the NFL level 
that old adage that you can't teach accuracy, you either have it or you don't, Josh Allen obliterated that. So for a guy like Anthony ah. Richardson, I think this really helps. I He's raw, no doubt. But that kind of dual threat and the body type, this is what the NFL wants right now. Yeah, I mean, he just, you look at him, you'd be like, oh, I don't want to play against that guy. No. <laughs> you stopping I mean, that been, guy at the goal line? No Definitely thanks. been a little up and down this year. Definitely yeah. inconsistent this year. So, And that's an interesting point about how I do think teams value accuracy too. Josh Allen, of course, changed the perception of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert changed that perception because there were moments where he was inaccurate at Oregon, even though he had like 80% passing because of yeah, all the right. bubble screens. So, yeah, I think you're right. I, I'm sensing a trend towards bigger guys. That's where I'm yeah. going with number one on the list. It's his moment right now. It's Hendon Hooker. Now, yeah. Hendon Hooker is 25. Yeah. Well, he'll <laughs> uh, turn 25 in January. Yes, he yeah. will turn 25 before he would be drafted. I don't think that works against you in the NFL the way it does in college basketball. Mm. College basketball, you want guys who are like 14. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. Probably because their bodies, but... 25 years old, being mature, full-grown adult, I think is something that NFL teams actually like. I also think that there used to be this stigma about guys who transfer and stuff like that. That's so gone. I think now it works for you. You're in two totally different environments with Virginia Tech and now Tennessee. You're in two totally different systems. That kind of experience, I think NFL teams like that now. It's like Mm. you've been around a little bit, you know? You're seeing how things work. Obviously, the type of offense he's in now, he makes it, you know, he looks super accurate. He is super accurate. He's probably, you know, the best athlete in the draft, the dual threat quarterback, Hendon Hooker, number one on Maggie's college football quarterbacks, who I think will be good pros. Love it. Uh, uh, I, I, if I had to predict, I think the actually the actual order of how they get drafted, yeah. I think might go a little bit the opposite of that. I think it'll go, it'll go Young or Levis one or two, and then Stroud three. See, you don't think I, I, I think the Bryce Young thing though is real. Now he's got all the accolades, yeah. all the pedigree, so like yeah, yeah. that's going to work for him. But I just think the smaller quarterbacks are not having a moment right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I heard an interesting. And Will Levis is huge too, by the way. I heard an interesting description. Will Levis is all traits and no football playing ability, and Bryce Young <laughs> is all football playing. ability. No traits. In other words, mm. on paper, Bryce Young is too small, uh, doesn't have the arm. Will Levis has the arm, but he hasn't really done you it. Mean all traits like instincts? No, uh, physical traits. Oh, uh, like quarterback traits. Yep, yep. Uh, big arm, mobility, yeah. size. Uh, so you look on paper, and Bryce Young has none of that. But he's clearly everyone we mentioned except for Hooker this year. He is the best football player of the group yeah. in college right, right now. So I think that's a really interesting test for the NFL. Like, what do you do with that size issue? I think there's no doubt he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, he's the most brilliant player of this generation. So I think they're going to have to ask themselves. And then I, I think Stroud's probably a little higher even than Hooker right now, if I had to guess. Okay, I mean he was number four on my list again. Yeah. Polished passer. Richardson guy. is really interesting. He, I just yeah. think. A front office is going to be like, if Trey Lance can get drafted number two, three, what was Trey Lance? Three. Wilson was two. If Trey Lance can go third, I mean, Anthony Richardson is also, he's raw, yeah. but like that kind of ability. Can I um, say some teams future? love it. Can I add some uh, some guys who are in my wheelhouse? Oh, also receiving votes? Go ahead. Uh, future backups. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, my a- gosh. <laughs> This Future is crazy. Backups. This is amazing. Yeah, the fact that you have a, a ready-made list. So this draft is people are talking about. It, it's going to be crazy because there's going to be like 20 quarterbacks drafted. There's so many guys who are going to be second, third, fourth round picks. Everyone's going to get a backup quarterback because there's guys who are just too small. I think TCU's Max Duggan yeah. has come out of nowhere to play in the draft. He might be the fifth guy actually. Yeah, he's playing excellent. Uh, I think 
Dorian Thompson-Robinson had a bad week last week. He's played himself into the draft. He's going to be a backup Another somewhere. guy's a little bit older. Devin Leary got hurt, hurt his shoulder. But if he doesn't come back next year, he's still probably third or fourth round. My guy Cam Rising was born to yeah. play backup quarterback. <laughs> uh, so, Do you think he'd take that as a compliment? Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a total baller. It's like I look at you, I see Chase Daniel. If you Wait, look just on backup paper, quarterback if you and watch total baller season, don't belong in the same sentence. Yeah, I, yeah, to backup. If your backup quarterback's yeah. a total baller, I mean the 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 Bailey Zappi experience. Born to play backup quarterback, he's a total baller. <laughs> I just feel like those kind of contradictions. I mean, you watch Cam Rising; it looks like he's playing basketball. He is so cool to watch on the court. He's amazing. I mean, on the field, he was cool to talk to. Good interview. Um. Then I would go, by the way, it's like the most talented guy right now, Michael Penix is a, a yep. machine. He threw for 500 yards two weeks ago. The problem is, so I guess he has uh, chronic knee problems like Carson Strong did this year. So that's a health issue. He could, he, I mean, listen, if you were just looking at the tape of this year, he's a pro. There's no doubt about it, but he hasn't been healthy. So there's a lot. It's going to be a great quarterback draft. Tons and tons of guys. Wow. I did not know that Perloff was going to have his top backup quarterbacks that are going <laughs> to. That's I think, amazing. I, I think three of those guys go top two rounds. They could start, Maggie. It's just like a, it's like notes on your on your phone. Incredible. What's at stake for both the Ravens and the Bucks tomorrow night? Ben Solak of the Ringer joins us next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.